Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Quick hitter edition here with the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm scaring him. I'm so excited here. With yeah, it's the- <laughs> Mike is not with me in studio today. He is at his house, but that is okay because we promised you that we would bring the uh, preview matchups for the NFC and AFC Conference Championship games now that we know the actual participants. And ladies and gentlemen, here we are. So be prepared to hear this. If you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, it'll be a Wednesday night, but most of you will probably see notifications about it on Thursday. So a couple days to get you prepped for both the NFC and AFC title games. Mike, are, the, are they both on Sunday or is one on Saturday, one on Sunday? Nope, they're both on uh, Sunday. The Packers play at 3 this AFC one's at six. Okay. Okay. Or six thirty or something. Gotcha. Okay. So obviously, as you guys know by now, if you've been following along or if you, you know don't live under a rock, we got the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I believe that's a one in six seed, right? One versus six. One in five. One in five. Five. Excuse yeah. me. And then we've got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills. That's a one and two seed matchup. Lots of intrigue on both sides. Um, so we decided usually last couple of years we've done this. Me and Mike have kind of given a just a roundabout kind of figure of how we think each game is going to play out. We're still going to do that, but we're also going to make the case for each individual team and why they're going to win their respective matchups. So Mike, it took the Saturday winners, which was green Bay and Buffalo in the respective games. I am going to give you the pitch as why I think Tampa and Kansas city is going to win. So I got a lot of star power on my end for sure. Yeah, so, Mike, so Mike had to do a little bit more Jeez. digging. <laughs> Um, but what, let's just start off here. And then after we kind of give our, our why, why we think they're going to win, uh, what's their best case scenario, me and Mike are then going to actually break down each game a little bit more and just kind of with the more of the gut feeling on paper, how do we think each game plays out? And we predict winners. We could be on the same page. We could not. We give you guys a score, and we are going to yeah. ruin it for you guys who is going to the Super Bowl because obviously we're always right. So let's just jump right in here, Mike. Um, let's start with the NFC matchup, Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, We've got a first-time matchup here in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. That's the story, right? 100%. It's, you know, Tom coming over to the NFC. We never thought we'd see Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, right? We never thought we'd see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady unless it was a Super Bowl. So now we're getting bona fide, like, legit Hall of Fame matchups here, quarterback versus quarterback, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, let's start with you, though, Mike. You're the, you got the number one seed. You got the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they're in Lambeau. Um, mm-hmm. This is not the first time the, the Packers have been in an NFC Championship game. If you ask any Packer fan, they're, I'm sure they've been screwed several times. Um, get, get, tell me tell me about the Green Bay Packers more than I don't already know as a just defeated Lions fan. Yeah. Why, 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 what does Green Bay do well? What do they bring into the table here in this matchup? Yeah, well, Green Bay is going to bring the uh, the offensive explosiveness. Yeah. Uh, you got guys like Devontae Adams out there who, against the best corner in football, got absolutely beat up all day. <laughs> and then you have um, a great, I would say, one, two, three combo back, unless you don't want to count Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams. Right. Um, but A.J. Dillon's looking really good as our power back. And then yeah. you got, obviously, Aaron Jones uh, flexing out. And then you have Aaron Rodgers, who's playing arguably the best football ever. Uh, yeah, he's going right to be the MVP, right? He's going to be the MVP. Yeah, I mean, he, he this was the revenge season for Rodgers, and I think we talked about it during draft time when, when they drafted Jordan Love. As much as we laughed at the pick because it was funny and the reactions mm-hmm. were pretty great, um, but 
we knew we also knew that ah oh, damn that means he's going to be pissed and either a yeah. he's going to leave straight up just going to just say screw green bay or b which is the more likely this scenario he's going to kick everyone's ass all year mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> basically and he, he decided oh i'm just going to kick everyone's butt and score 32 points per game every game and i go yeah, yeah that right. sounds about right yeah. having 509 points and 66 touchdowns this year total for the entire offense it's right, absolutely right. insane um I think uh, obviously their struggle point will be their defensive side, but I think people are going to underestimate the Bucks in the cold weather because Brady comes from cold weather, but he's the only one yep, from the cold weather. Everyone absolutely. else plays in warm weather, yep. so it's going to affect all of them as a team and as a unit. So I think they're going to get off to a slower start, which yep. is going to let the defense settle in and be able to you know, hold them to their 23 point per game average that they did the regular season so that was kind of where I'm looking at for the Packers right now I think offensively I think it's going to be a shootout if it goes to anything yeah and um, I think their defense is going to be able to solidify and hold Brady to around 24 points which I think is all that Enough. they need to win this game yeah, no, you make a great point there. And that's something that, you know, when you look at this Tampa Bay team, right, that is a big factor, right? I know people are like, oh, it's football, but it, it, the cold does affect things, right? And mm-hmm. being able to adapt to that, um, you know, Brady obviously having that. But also, I think one of the biggest points for the Packers looking at this is um, Tampa does not start fast in any of these games. They didn't start fast against, I, I guess they I think they opened with a touchdown against Washington, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, this last game against the Saints, they looked totally out of sync. The first four drives, I think, of that game. Yeah. Um, I don't think that – I think that game gets a lot closer and a lot, you know, down to nut-cutting time of Drew Brees' throw three picks. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some of that too. I mean, give it to their defense. They took advantage. But the point being is that their offense – even now, as much as the announcers and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck want to sell you on this offense being quote unquote right, it's not right now. Still, it's yeah. it's you see flashes of it, and I think we saw the biggest statement of that was probably against Green Bay, right? That was the game that we saw them really kind of take the top off and dominated Green Bay for all four quarters. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. throws multiple interceptions in a game. When is the last time that's happened? It's been a minute, right? Yeah. Um, but no, looking at the looking at this Bucks team though, right? I mean, you look at it, right? They're scoring, you know, you know, at, in the regular season they were scoring around thirty points a game. It's been down, obviously, uh, in the playoffs. But that that's kind of where they're at, right? They're they're at, you know they're they're efficient, but they do definitely start slow and I, there's no real better way to say it other than that right is that they have an issue i would say that their strength is twofold number one you've got guys that have done it before you've got the antonio browns you've got the the tom brady's of the world that have had success um in postseason play and bruce arians uh that effect the bruce arians effect i don't think is anything to mess with as well right he is he's an older coach he's been around he wants that championship desperately right um defensively they stopped the run really 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 well they may be getting Vita Vea back which is a huge part of their defense you've got Indominus Sue you've got JPP you've got Lawson you've got uh um Devin White you've got Levante David however I can say everybody in their front seven but it's the backside which is really going to be a problem so them being able to dictate the line of scrimmage early on and getting uh, not only making the Packers one-dimensional because Rodgers has killed people with play action pass this year but also being able to to force Rodgers off of his spot. Now Rodgers isn't like Brady where he's if, if Brady's stuck, right? Brady's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. No. But 
but Rodgers can get out of the pocket. But if you force him out and you force him to not be able to sit back there like the Lions do for two two times a year, you're going to have some success. They, they are a ball-hawking defense, if nothing else. They play extremely aggressive man coverage a lot of times, especially against better wide receivers, I've noticed. Um, as a, they, they run a lot of zone, but in, in big-time games, for whatever reason, Todd Bowles really likes to, to amp up the man coverage. Um, so I think that's the big key, but I think the way, I think the way Tampa wins this game, Mike is, is twofold. Number one, Ronald Jones is going to be the X factor for this offense. He's way better than Leonard Fournette in this offense. And he is the reason why they are able to get going offensively because Tom is not, is at the point now where he cannot win it on his own anymore. Uh He's not not that guy. So Ronald Jones is going to be a huge factor. I know he's dealing with a hamstring, but he's got to play well and to set up the play action pass and they have to hit on the deep shots. They're going to take, I guarantee you, Mike, in this first half, they're going to take at least three to four deep shots in this game to somebody, and they're going to have to connect on at least two of them for them to be successful against this Green Bay team, especially mm-hmm. as how efficiently this offense on Green Bay side is running. Yeah, and I think the funny thing to counterpoint that is yeah. I think the way to beat this Green Bay defense is to dink and dunk them, and that's yeah. not what they're going to try to no, do. not because at all. Because they have a really good front four that yep. can stop the run, and they have a really good secondary. Their linebacking plays where they're a little lackluster. Yep. So if you just had 10-yard in routes all the time, you'd probably kill them. That's yep. probably not what they're going to do initially, right. at least. Let, I want to ask you about this too, Mike, a little bit, because I was thinking about this coming into this show, and we have – I mean, you know, you've got – Andy Reid, you've got uh, Bruce Arians, you've got LaFleur, and you've got McDermott, right? In my mind, it literally goes Reid, um, Arians. I would say McDermott just because he's been there longer and and LaFleur, but that's kind of you know what your preference is as far as head coach-wise. But yeah. on the other side of that, though, play calling is not Bruce Arians. It's Byron Leftwich. Do you think that the inexperience of Byron not having – like this is a humongous – he never got here as a player. He's never been in this situation outside of sitting and watching Ben Roethlisberger do his thing. I mean, give me your thoughts on what on, on how you anticipate this offense to come out. Are they going to take shots or are they are they going to try to dig it up? Because his offensive the, – the, the tempo doesn't seem always on point with, with a more experienced play caller. Yeah, I would say probably their first two or three drives, you're going to see Rod run deep shot. And then when they go, oh, this isn't working, then they're going (laughs) to dink and dunk. I think the problem is I think Green Bay is going to start off very hot and very quick. So I think if you go down seven or ten nothing, it's going to be very hard to be like, all right, you want to switch back into dink and dunk. Mm -hmm. I think they should start out with dink and dunk and then go to the deep pass. But knowing them, they'll go deep pass go down 10. Okay. Now we got to do it too late. Right. If Antonio Brown plays this game, I think this is going to be the first game you're going to be able to see him really take advantage because that middle of the field is where Antonio Brown does a lot of damage. Right. And they haven't really used him in that way since he got to Tampa. I really think they need to start utilizing him. I know he's got a knee problem right now, so I don't even know if he's going to be hundred percent. He's probably not, but to be able to leverage his ability to kind of be the intermediate, because Mike Evans is a beast, right? We know that going in Godwin is their over the top guy. Right. But Antonio Brown could do a lot of the messy stuff, right? Gronk is mm-hmm. there too. Cameron Brait. He, uh, Tom has really kind of become a fan of the last couple of weeks, especially in the postseason. They've got weapons galore, right? It's just pick your poison on who he's going to throw to. But um, give me, give me how Green Bay wins this game. If you're looking at this game and you're a Green Bay fan, what is the roadmap that you hope that Green Bay follows in order to get to the Super Bowl? Um, I think that they're just going to start off really quick. Like I said, I think um, Tampa's going to go deep and miss on a couple, which is going to leave Green Bay open to get up to like a 10-0 lead. I think they're just going to keep 
just having that edge of, okay, we're up 10. So yeah. whatever we do, we're just that much a little ahead of you right now. Yeah. And they're going to maintain that with enough of a run game to Devontae Adams slant routes every single play for eternity. That mm-hmm. I think that it's just going to be a slow methodical, like, man, we just can't get Brady on the field enough because they're just right. controlling the pace right. this entire game. The secondary is going to be tested by uh, for sure. I'm very interested to see what they're going to do to cover Devontae Adams. Um, yes. You know, the Rams went, hey, we got Jalen Ramsey single coverage. It. And it didn't work, right? And, and, nope. not, and honestly, it's nothing against Ramsey necessarily. I mean, they just schemed it really well. Um, you know, so it, it's going to be one of those things. I could anticipate Todd Bowles throwing out some type of vice-like defense where you see two guys on him, you know, a la Calvin Johnson to just say, no, you're not going to be the guy. It's not going to be you today. It's going to be anybody else but you. Yeah. Um, but I think they got to get pressure, right? If they get Rodgers off of his rhythm, that is going to be so key. If they collapse the pocket and they don't allow Rodgers to get into that point where, you know, in that game against the Rams, that first half, Rodgers will throwing six passes in the first quarter, but they were up 14, nothing because they were able to run the ball so effectively. So to, to let him just sit back and not even have a have, be in the realm of really contributing to the team, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be huge for, for Tampa. And luckily they are able to stop the runs, which they do um, offensively for Tampa. They got to start faster. They got to establish the run fast. And they also have to be, a, they got to get these weapons involved. Tom can't miss on these routes. They can't go three straight drives and have 12 plays of total offense. It can't mm-hmm. happen. They have to be able to stay on the – even if they're not scoring, just stay on the field because if you let Green Bay in the opening series go 10 plays, and even if they kick a field goal, okay. But if you go out and three and out it, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. it's going to be really difficult to overcome that because you're not a young team, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. especially offensively. Um, all right, we'll come to predictions back in a second um, because I want to go over the AFC title game now. You had right. Buffalo – I had the Chiefs. Let me start off because I got the number one seed here hosting. Um, let's just state the obvious, right? Let me ask you this. Does Patrick Mahomes play? I know they're going to try to bend, scrape every rule method possible to get him to play, and for yeah. good reason, but does he play yes or no? He practiced, quote-unquote, today in yeah. a limited capacity. I, th- I think he plays. I, I think there's too. no way that he doesn't play, really. Yeah. Um, I think they'd actually – I think this would be the worst thing for the league. I think they'd move the game a day to get him to play. Like I, I would yeah, be shocked. Shock yeah, yeah, like if they were like, if they're like, Hey, Monday night, cause we have Monday night football <laughs> just to get him to play. I think they would. Yeah. I, I, and that would be a bad look for the league. Obviously, oh, it would right. Be. So, um, but you know, first off, I do want to give a quick shout out to not only Chad Henney for, for the, a, that run on third and long, the, the redeeming himself from the random interception. He's just like, no, I'm just going to throw it. It was it's awful. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. Um, for that, and then the balls to call that pass play on fourth down. We're going to talk about that, you know, okay. especially if the, if the Chiefs win on uh, on the next episode. Because I do want to talk about that, and we got a lot of other stuff planned for next week's show. But yeah. um, just I didn't to think it was as ballsy as everyone else thought it was, but I guess you know why. Better. You know, I think why I think it, a lot of people were caught off by with it more than anything was the fact that you called it with Chad Henney in the game. Maybe, yeah. And and because if you looked at the, the announcers, the defense, the offensive line, like everybody in their right mind was like, all right, hut, hut, hut. All right, call timeout, punt the ball. We're going to have a minute yeah. left to go win the game. And then they call it and you're like, oh, snap. But anyway, yeah. we'll come around after yeah, that. Yeah. But for this Chiefs team, though, assuming Patrick Mahomes plays, because let me be very blunt and honest here, as good as that secondary is for the Chiefs, um, A, they got torched by the tight end a lot 
against Cleveland, number one, a joke who had a day. And number two, there is no way your offense is doing anything with Chad Henney at quarterback. So if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing, this game is Buffalo by a million. And I don't even care what anybody ha- – you can't sell me that Kansas City wins that game. It's just not <laughs> possible. You saw what it looked like. It wasn't good. Um, but assuming Patty Mahomes plays, look, they're the best offense in the league, right? They're putting up – you know, they're putting up – you know, ridiculous, ridiculous numbers, right? They've got, you know, almost 400 first downs on the year. They're putting 30 points up a game. You know, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, right? They're they're They've got weapons on weapons on weapons. And I feel like a broken record. Cause I just talked about Tampa, but it's the same. You've got Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest guy on the field. It doesn't matter what you do. You've got Travis Kelsey who's the best tight end in the league. Right. And you've got a lot of supporting cast, even the run game. You know, it's funny to think that Le'Veon Bell is probably the third best running back on that roster because Williams is really good. He looked a lot better than Bell did last week. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if he plays this week, is definitely better. So that's insane to me, right? The offensive line's playing good, not great, I would say. Um, But they're the best offense league. Now, defensively, um, their linebacker play at times is abysmal. And I think sometimes outside of Tyron Matthew, their safety play, like Sorensen is awful. Like, I don't know why people keep singing that dude's praises, but he got turned up by David and Joku last week. Um, and they don't have a true lockdown guy, right? Rashad Billion, nah. You're just like, okay, cool. I know they got the young dude on the other side. He's fine, but um, they're going to have to generate pressure. That That's going to be the number one thing. They are going to have to make – they're going to have to throw things at um, Josh Allen that he's never seen before. It's the, I think it's because that offense is clicking on so many paces right now and him and Diggs and everything else, it's just flowing really well. And they've got all the momentum in the world. They really do. Um, the chiefs basically survive against Cleveland where Buffalo just kind of basically, I mean, I get it. Lamar went out, but they steamrolled Baltimore. So you're looking at it. You're, you're trying to stop a, a freight train in Buffalo right now. And I think that they have to, a, they have to be ex- offensively. There's not a lot to change for the chiefs, right? They're going to do what they do. And, and they're going to, they're going to score points. However, if the defensively, if they don't get pressure on Josh Allen and, and it make them at least somewhat one dimensional and, and trying to force them into, into what they do best, then, then they're really going to struggle defensively. And I think this game has a high potential of also being a shootout because all four of these teams' offenses look phenomenal. So it's hard to be like, yes, this is going to be the way it's going to be a defensive struggle. I don't see it. No, I don't see it either. But uh, I'm going to take this on a wide road. <laughs> um, I am a big Seahawks fan, as everyone knows. Yep. And there was a moniker this year, Let Russ Cook. Yep. And he cooked for half the year. The other half year, we can argue. <laughs> I think the moniker for this game for Josh Allen is let Josh cook because I think that is their only way that they can win is just let him go crazy. Mm-hmm. And really, if you're the Bills, you really have nothing to lose either. Nope. You're not the favorite. Nope. You're not the favorite. You're not at home and you're not really supposed to be here right now with how this how their rebuild has been and stuff. You probably should have been out a round or two ago. So you were exceeding expectation. If you win this game, it's a it's an incredible accomplishment. If you lose you have, you know, the next 10 years to try to get it back. Just make it close, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think for them, it's just go balls to the walls and let Josh Allen do his thing offensively. Just mm-hmm. let him throw the ball around. You got Stefan Diggs out there. Cole Beasley's in the middle. Um, you don't have any running backs, so don't even try running the ball. Just, just throw around. Just throw everywhere. This is why I would pro- 
proclamate if the lines would ever be in this point just go just let Stafford just throw the ball everywhere exactly. do not even try to run it just let him okay. throw it everywhere that's what I'm telling them to do let Josh Allen just throw the ball everywhere and that's where honestly that's where you're going to see the most of your success you know the I think a key factor for Buffalo is because I think that both Green Bay and Buffalo's defensively are, are kind of suffer from the same issue where their linebacker play is not great nope. um I think that, uh, or I'm sorry, Kansas City's linebacking core. I mean, Buffalo's is, oh, is mad too, but like Kansas City's yeah, is, is like Anthony Hitchens is, is fine, but they're a little slow. Um, but Cole Beasley, I think, could definitely be a huge factor in this game where he's going to wind up having like 11 catches because you know they're going to take Tyron Matthew and whoever their number one corner is on on digs, right? You know, you know that going in. So Cole Beasley being the other guy, the shifty intermediary, I think is going to be a huge matchup for whoever Kansas City decides to put on him. I don't know if that means they take the other safety and bring him down. I don't know if that means they put two people on him to kind of guard that middle of the field, but they're really going to have to keep an eye on him because I'm waiting for him to kind of go, all right, he's got that 11 catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. And that's the key to the game on cut on clutch first down plays. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Now defensively, it's a lot harder to find how you're going to be able to stop. And I think the key for Buffalo is you don't really stop them. You nope. really have to hold the bend, but don't break motto against this team. Absolutely. Just let them, they're going to, they're going to get their D plays. They're going to get their, 15 yard yards in up. routes. They're going to do up. yards. They're going to put points, but don't let them score 60. Yep. Keep it in the 30 point range. And then it's possible for you to win this game. That's really all I can say about the defensive side. Cause it's Patrick well, Mahomes here, as it's offense. It's well, not. Here's, here's the thing. Right? It's the between the twenties is really yes. it, right? The 20 to the 20, they're going to move the ball. It's pretty much inherent that they're going to do that. It's after that in the red zone where there's only so much field. So they mm-hmm. can't grant this massive amount of separation. You don't have a Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson to go up and get a ball, right? None of mm-hmm. those guys are particularly big and physical outside of Travis Kelsey. So they're going to need to uh, – the bend but don't break is going to have to be the philosophy, but they're just going to have to do it better than Ohio State did against Alabama, where they, yes. went, they went, hey, Alabama, no, no, let's just start at the 20 because we're not stopping you, and then yeah. we're going to – but then they didn't stop anybody. If – if Buffalo, because their secondary is pretty stout, right? Micah Hyde's out there. Uh, Edmonds is there. They've got Josh Norman. They've got some pieces. Um, it, it's really holding them to field goals, right? If, if they trade, if even if, if Kansas City scores every drive, but it's touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, and this is only a seven possession game, you're going to have a shot at the end mm-hmm. of it, right? And that's, and that's the key is allowing is. Josh Allen to – to have a chance at the end of the game with Mahomes off the field to say, we're going to go win the game. Now we got two minutes. Yes. Let's go win it. Let me ask you a question for both games, because I do think it's somewhat important based on momentum and the flow of we've seen in these playoff games. If you, if you win the coin toss, if you are Tampa, do you take the ball or do you, or do you, or do you, uh, or do you kick off and receive second half? Tampa, you kick the ball first. What if Buffalo, you're Green Bay? You t- yes. What if you're Green Bay? Green Bay, you take it or you, t- or you kick? You kick, okay, because you get the ball to start the second half. So yeah. Yeah, you sure. kind of get that you get that double edge. Like mm-hmm. you can score at the end, get the ball, score again, and you can yeah. make a little comeback there. Buffalo, I think, needs the momentum right away. Yeah, because if they give the ball to Mahomes and they score, Mahomes, Mahomes and them are way more suffocating. Like if they score two times, you're like, I don't know if we can ever stop them. Green yeah. Bay, I feel like you could still be like okay, you scored two touchdowns, but I think we could eventually stop you. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah. I would say I would say for the Bucks kick, but Buffalo needs to get the ball first to go right down the field, score, and be like, we're, we're in this game to fight. 
kind yeah. of thing, you know. Honestly, and to the inverse of that, right? I think that if if Tampa wins the coin toss, it's funny that we're talking about that, but I do think it's important because mm-hmm. there is some merit to it. Um, because if you're Tampa and you take the ball first and you don't put up at least three, wow, you are already in a hole schematically exactly. with the game flow because now you're going to get the ball to Green Bay at the 25, 30 yard line. Better hope you stop them because if you exactly. don't. You're you're already now in the hole, and they get ball at half. So you're yeah. you're really 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 playing with fire. And I know Bruce Harians is a gutsy guy. He likes to be aggressive. So I would be shocked to see them kick. But at the same time, if you get a stop, you're like, all right, we got to stop. Let's get some momentum going. Offense, let's yeah. go. And, and you're and you can possession. See, yeah, you can you can stop them, get the ball, try to score like three, knowing yeah. that you get the halftime ball exactly to kind exactly. of roll with. While in Kansas City, you're not going to be stopping them too often, so you need to be able to be that score ahead at all points yes. of the game if you can be correct and, and with buffalo's perspective if they do take the ball which i think is important i do think they need to take the ball because as, as you pointed out kansas city is so efficient offensively where it's not like okay the lions went down the first opening drive and scored. hey that was a nice drive but you know the next two one of those two was going to be a three and out it's pretty yes. much guaranteed kansas yeah. city it's all right they, maybe one of these is going to be a field goal but then we have to be 13 7 at minimum before before anything happens and this is going to be a rough day so Mm -hmm. buffalo getting the ball and immediately putting points up and even if they can somehow sneak in a big play which i think they're going to be aggressive early on is going to be humongous for the swing of momentum like we watched that cleveland game and you felt kansas city was holding on by the thread of a jersey on chad henney's number seven it was that it was that close of a game because i think if they have to pump that ball cleveland wins the game because they weren't they weren't stopping them at that point, so mm-hmm. it was it was literally that close to oh my gosh we're gonna see a Buffalo Cleveland Browns AFC Championship game. Which no offense to either one of those teams, but man, that's a snore. Yeah. <laughs> but but um yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. Okay, give me now now that we've kind of broken down how each team kind of wins, what their strengths are, you know, what we think. Well, give me your give me just give me your thoughts here, and who who do you think actually wins this game? Give me who you think wins. And then what's your dream scenario? Just it, as just a straight fan, yeah. just wanting to watch good football. Oh, well, in that case, I mean, it's both, both my answer fits, accommodates both okay. for me. Okay. Um, I want to see, and I think we will see Chiefs versus Packers. Okay. Um, I'm very big into great quarterback play. And I think these two would make probably the best quarterback play in NFL history. I would argue um, as far as two quarterbacks going with, against with each talent, other. With straight talent at yeah. quarterback position. Like you can say like Brady's like the goat. So like obviously having him in there is great, but like pure arm talent quarterback wise, yeah. Mahomes Rogers, it's really hard to find another one. That's that elite at, at least both in, sides. Super, at least in Super Bowl history, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what's the next like great combination. Like you've had like Breeze Manning or you've had like, yeah, that was pretty good. That's probably right up there. But even then you're like, okay, yeah, that's really good. But like Brady Russ and stuff like recently nobody, and stuff. No Nobody like, dominated has dominated for as long as Rodgers has just been so efficient for so long. Mm-hmm. And, and Mahomes now is getting to the point where it's like, all right, so you're yeah. up there already. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be my dream matchup. And I think what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I I'm kind of tending to agree with you on what I think is going to happen. I think green Bay gets this win. And I think, I think Kansas city survives. Um, I think both of these games are going to be close. Uh, I could honestly see it coming down to a crappy kicker because no, nobody's <laughs> all these kickers yeah. seem a bit inconsistent at this point. So yep. um, I'm waiting for the Mason Crosby miss from 25 that he somehow shanks. It's, it, I feel like it's coming at some point, but <laughs> um, 
No, I, I definitely think that we're going to see both games be close. I think Green Bay is going to wind up pulling it out over Tampa. I don't think Tampa if, – if Tampa goes 0 for 2 on the first two drives, I think the game's over. Mm-hmm. Um, unless their defense goes crazy like they did in that first game where he throws two interceptions. But I know Rodgers is going to look at this game and has his head as it circled now and is like he's going to be laser-focused. I know Brady is going to be – in Brady mode. I just don't know if defensively Tampa is going to have enough to stop them. I, on paper, it looks like it should, can Green Bay stop all the weapons in Tampa? But if this was next year, I would say Tampa has the edge because they've had a whole year to gel, but they mm-hmm. still don't look right. So it's, it's hard for me to go. Yes. They're going to easily put up 40. Um, Kansas City, I still think wins this game. I think we're a year or two away for Buffalo. I think Buffalo needs, um, I think they need two things. I think number one, I think they need a dominant corner or somebody in the secondary. Micah Hyde's really good. Don't get me wrong, but somebody to go, nope, not your number one. Anybody mm-hmm. else, but not your number one. And two, I think they need, um, I think they need another, I think they need another weapon, whether it's tight end, somebody else to help Josh Allen out just a little bit more outside of Stefan Diggs, um, because I, I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. if Mahomes is playing. If Mahomes yeah. isn't playing, the Buffalo Bills by 1,005 points. If not, I'm going to give it to Kansas City. My dream matchup, though, is actually Tampa versus Kansas City. I would just love to see Brady get back there one more time just to kind of put a stamp on it. You know, whether he wins or loses, I don't know. Uh, and we would talk about that, obviously, next week. But to, to see that happen – for him to go back in his first year with a new team after all the talk of, well, it's going to be at home. at home and Belichick being like, no, it's Belichick's team. It was always Belichick. He's going to go 10 and six and they don't even make the playoff. And now you're in the freaking Super Bowl. Like that is a monstrous middle finger to Bill Belichick. And mm-hmm. it's also like, uh, no, I was here too. And I was just as big a part. I think he's already made that statement by getting to the NFC title game, but the, still to get to the Super Bowl, to beat Breeze and to be a Rogers led team, it would be pretty damn impressive. Plus, I would like to see Bruce Arians get a championship as a head coach. But I'm going to go Packers and Chiefs in respective games. That's who I think is going to win. Um, you got scores or a, or a or a line to bet on here? Uh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I can find the line real quick. Okay. Uh, let me get the official line. It just came up today. Oh, did it actually? Oh, look at that. We're doing yeah. great. Good, great timing. Great timing. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Uh, hold on. While Mike is looking so, that up, while Mike is looking that up, but uh, remind, reminder, guys, this week here, uh, ne- the following Monday, obviously we're not able to review these games until next week. But um, reminder that we are going to be talking the new Lions general manager and new Lions head coach. We are also going to be talking um, some Royal Rumble predictions as well. So be sure to tune in for that. We really appreciate you guys all your support um, and let us know who you think is going to win the AFC and style games and who is your favorite to win the Super Bowl as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so um, both uh, home teams are favored by three points on the spread. Glad the over the over under for the Green Bay game is fifty one, and the over under for the Kansas City game is fifty four. Okay, okay, yeah, I I could see that. I I would I probably that, take the over at both of them. Yeah, I was thinking uh, more like twenty seven. I was thinking 34, 31 ish type of scores. That's kind of where I'm at with both of these games. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm I was like, I'm like, eh, you know, 51. Like, I I don't think you're giving either team enough credit in this particular Mm -hmm. matchup. Um, No, I think, I think these are both going to be close games. I do genuinely think it's going to, I think that the, the, out of the two, I think the Tampa green Bay game has the biggest chance of being a blowout. 
I think that Green Bay could easily come out and score 14 early and Tampa never recovers and they just beat the dog crap out of them. Um, if, if we had to pick one, I think yeah. that's the, I think that's the, the only scenario. I, I don't see Buffalo and Kansas City not being somewhat close. I just don't see it. Oh, with Mahomes not being with not being with Mahomes not being 100 healthy and yeah. and the the amount of of a role that Buffalo is on having not been to this position in such a long time I just don't see him now a blowout for me is like 14 plus points right yeah. I can see it being a 10 point win for Kansas City but I just don't see I don't see Buffalo falling behind Josh Allen is on too big of a hot streak right now to not keep them relatively in the game yeah okay. So I like that, that. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just I'm throwing, throwing straight throwing shade on Tampa a little bit. I want them to win. Don't get me wrong. I do. I I just as much as it pains me to say, I've never seen this offense look better for Green Bay. So it's it's very difficult for me to go. Yeah, no, they're definitely going to shut them down. Now I could be wrong, and Sue Powell drives Aaron Rodgers, and I'll be really happy. It's fine. But <laughs> yeah. Jason Pierre Paul, Jason Pierre Paul with his one finger taps him down. And he falls over. <laughs> whatever he got into. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Any other thoughts on these games, Mike, before we go? No, I think they're going to be great games and I'll be sitting here on my, on my, uh, bed and beanbag watching them in my room. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, guys, that is going to be it for this quick hitter episode. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, thank you so much for all the support. Once again, we will be live once again, Monday morning at 7am as usual, we're going to be talking a lot of lions news. Um, we're going to be talking. So uh, don't you shake your head. Don't you roll your eyes at me. You're excited. Have you watched the press conference yet for Brad Holmes? Uh, nope. Okay. It's you better, a Saturday night job. All right. That's going to be that. And you better watch the Dan Campbell one too, because he's, he, I think it's tomorrow um, or Thursday. If you guys are listening to this, so make sure you guys watch those. So you know what we're talking about. We're obviously going to be talking Royal rumble action as well. I'm going to make Mike pick a winner, even though it's basically impossible. <laughs> Mm. we're gonna be talking that as well maybe do some revisionist history and talk about our favorite rumble moments among other things uh going into it so but that's gonna be it for this quick hitter show on behalf of the mercs on mike merkel i am the mouth of michigan rob Mendeka, and we will see you guys as always next time